welcome to Parade of Dicks. I am your hostess, Lucy Buttons, and I am here with my co-producer, John L. Hello. Hey. So, it's just the two of us. Yes. Oh, my God. Why are you so fucking difficult I'm to so schedule? I'm really busy. I'm going for a... a, a so busy. I'm going to go on a vacation for two weeks. Oh, you're busy yeah, planning, planning to the- take two weeks off. <laughs> it's really hard to plan all these like coverage emails and meetings with people that will be doing There's your no work. prize if you get it done. I know. And you won't get fired if you that's, don't. You know what? That's It's a lose-lose situation. You leave for a couple of weeks. If things explode in your work environment because you were away, it's your fault because you didn't prepare people enough. Okay. And if you leave for two weeks and things are rosy, they don't need you. They don't need you. So it's a lose lose situation. Mm, yeah. Actually, quite squared. Well, squared, it's just squared. Scared. <laughs> it's just a job. Stop being married to your job. But it's the only thing that I have. You have whiskey, your cat. That's true. That's true. She's the best. I won't have her the for two weeks. The only reliable pussy. Oh, that's true. Who's going to take care of her? I'm actually looking at, you know, I do have, we do have friends, but it's two weeks. I don't want to put like a two week. A you don't sentence. want to pay for two weeks. Be honest. No, I, I will be paying for two <laughs> weeks. Um, But instead of like, I know friends might be a little too complicated. So I'm going to look at pros first and then. So, um, add a little bit of like leave a, a set of keys to Allegra, set of keys to people, and see uh, if they can come by and play with whiskey for a weekend or a couple of days during the two weeks that I'm out. Yeah, I'll stock the bar with um, enough alcohol to last. Because uh, you assume cat sitters war. are drunks. Oh yeah, well, there's uh, well Allegra usually does it for you, and she yeah. doesn't drink at all. Well, I they don't her. drink at all. They don't drink at all. <laughs> um, I, I leave uh, granola bars and almonds and oatmeal. What are you trying to say? I, she I needs have, more fiber? No, that I do have like vegetarian <laughs> slash healthy slash vegan options in my apartment. Oh, okay. I'm an equal opportunist <laughs> friend. So that's why you're busy is because you're working and planning a vacation. I've been working nonstop and we do this sometimes mm-hmm. and producing shows and hey you have one coming up i'm so I have, sad i actually have a few shows coming up oh okay i'm doing broadstone for Mar- mardi gras again we wow. did it last year it's in downtown manhattan it's a new orleans style restaurant so they want to go big for mardi gras they have like a live band and then um i love burlesque is going to do a show there on the 21st um, on the 13th on the 13th which is mardi gras Amazing. And <laughs> so I Love Burlesque will be at Broadstone on the 13th. Yes. Downtown Manhattan. At Mardi Gras theme. About 8.30, but the band starts earlier, so you can go earlier. It's like three floors and all sorts of stuff. We had a good time last year. And then on the 14th, I'm back at La Scandal with Bonnie Dunn. Mm-hmm. We heard her invite you to that show the last time she was here. Yes. That's a good, so she that's a good milestone. <laughs> <laughs> she always has an extra special Valentine's Day show. This year it's at seven. Okay. So uh, you can do, that's like your whole Valentine's Day package, but you have to buy it in advance. Whereas Broadstone, I think there's no cover. Yeah. And then Dromedary again on the 21st. We have an amazing cast I for saw that. that list and I'm like, damn, I'm in the Philippines. So I'm not, I'm going to uh, miss that. It's such a good show. And we're going back to the regular like beach, tropical theme, whatever. So we have the Evil Hate Monkey, Bambi the Mermaid, Sincerely Yours, Minx Arcana. I'm hosting. Ooh. 
Bing, bing, I know. Bing, 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 um, Amber Ray is there. Uh, I'm missing Trinity Starlight. Mm-hmm. It's gonna uh, be good. The Evil Hate Monkey is actually one of the one of the my most favorite acts or performers in just live performance in general. Which act do you remember? Uh, the the now defunct uh, partnership that he had yeah. uh, was my first experience in New York burlesque. Ah, which yeah. act did they do? This was, I actually don't know the name, but this was... Do you remember the song? I don't know the song. I don't know anything, but... The, do you remember anything about it, but it was your favorite? It was my favorite <laughs> because I was just really, really shocked because this was with my ex-wife. She was the burlesque fan. She was the one who introduced me to this world. Why doesn't she come to my shows? Um, she does the sit down, the La Poisson Rouge kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but um, that's what La Scandal is. Yeah, um, she'll be caught dead in Bushwick, I think. La Scandal's in the city. Oh, La Scandal, and oh, okay, maybe that's a little out of her price range. I don't know. I'm not paying for her shit anymore. <laughs> She's but, poor now? I don't know. Uh, I hope no. I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Uh, but she was the one who brought me to my first burlesque show. And it was, I think, it was seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Very, very long time ago. I think it was one of the first time uh, the Mr. Gorgeous ha- performed. Okay. I think if, if it's not the first, it was his first month. Because that, that, what, that was what they were touting. Like, oh. both... Um, uh, Trixie and mm-hmm. Evil Hate Monkey was kind of introducing him as such. And, Interesting. Uh, well, he great. comes from the circus world, yes. so he's been doing other kinds mm-hmm. of performances yep. before. But. And uh, it was m- uh, Mr. Gorgeous, Evil Hate Monkey, Trixie, and pardon me, who's the one with the arms? The one with the arms. Yes. That is not descriptive at all. We all have, almost all of us no. have arms. No, the one with... You mean the guy that, the thalidomide... They call him Seal Boy? Yes. Uh, Matt Fraser. He was. That's fucked up. The one with the arms. I was I picturing forget. like muscular, amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, the. I don't know how else. Seal Boy. Ex- he was stellar. I was He's so. He's magnificent. Ama- he sang. He sang. He did his kick. Did he take his dick out? He did. And he slapped <laughs> it on his. Uh, at the, I think at that time it was still his uh, living girlfriend. They're married. Yeah, now, but he was like slapping his uh, thing on his the, thing. With the military act. Yes. That, was, that act is actually a little too much for me. I was so. I was, I was in shock that day. It was. I remember it clearly. It was in uh, Drum in Avenue A. Okay. Uh, you remember I, that act? I remember you don't that. Remember evil no, hate monkeys? I, this, this is their usual beachy, uh, throwing each other like kind of uh, <laughs> dancey kind of thing. I just your descriptions know. are magnificent. I know. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not very descriptive at all. But it was those things that I had one image of burlesque in my head, which uh-huh. was uh, girls with fans. <laughs> Um, with feathers and boas yeah. and you know com- uh, comedically stripping so it's really the men that got you into it was work. it's actually the actual performance itself i didn't know that you can slap your dick on some person's I mean, crotch that's why that was a act. little too much for me awesome <laughs> um actually the first time i saw him was in um there was a theater in some horror four story horror house in times Time square times Time scare times scare yeah there was times scare and johnny pork pie put on a show called pretension Ooh. and um matt fraser was in that with tansy tandora and matt did this amazing uh striptease out of a suit jacket and he had um what 
what I found out were prosthetic arms, but because yes. I'd never seen him before, I thought it was a dance, like a physical dance choice because I'm such a dance uh-huh. nerd. I was like, oh, he's choosing to just like lazily take off that jacket without using his arms. That's so interesting. And I thought it was so good and such an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. And then he strips out of the prosthetic arms and I saw that... Uh, what his arms are like and um and met him afterwards and he's lovely he's great um but yeah oh and that's and a good introduction to burlesque channel. it was a uh, julie juliette les muse as the host mm-hmm. um trixie evil hate monkey mr gorgeous as the kind of newbie and then the um matt fraser and his uh, wife as the other acts it was a stellar drum quite pricey i think it was like by valentine's date of some sort mm. uh but yeah, got thrilled, but that's my my burlesque um, popping cherry in New York <laughs> story. All right, well, those shows are right around the corner, so definitely check them out if people are interested and in the area. Um, we wanted to talk about our dick disqualifier. What was I going to say? Oh, the dick disqualifier for today. We didn't have one. No, I did have one. You did? But now I lost it. Um, okay, so let's go with, I have this long list, but sometimes I'm more inspired than others. Um, someone who hasn't had a long-term relationship. Have we talked about that before? We have not. Okay. So like if they haven't, then I feel like they're probably never going to at this point in my life. It really depends on the age. Well, and at our age, which is (coughs) seven years old, um, if you have not had a long-term relationship, it is a bad sign. Yeah. Something's wrong with you. But if you're, I mean... I I would venture like around the range of twenty to twenty five if you haven't had uh plus also the, the our definition of long might differ. Um so what's this year long? Um, I mean at least six months. That's so short. I know. It's not a long term relationship, yeah. but uh, but I've met people that that's like their longest their, relationship. Their limit, yeah. I've I've had friends that after five months of dating and, you know, shagging, if they have not even thought broach the idea of moving in together, they'll call her off. Oh, I've wow. had like three friends tell me that that's their one was six, one was eight, one was five. So, did they want to get married or they just no, no, no? It was just more like, hey, you date, and dating is like you know stages. Like if yeah. I go out on you on my fourth, fifth date, we're actually dating. It's no longer I might. What do you call this? Uh, um, wean off the other people that I'm dating. Once you've had you one person. Do that. Well, that's what Especially happens. Especially with your track record. You should just keep dating all the people. Well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm talking about other people. I have a different <laughs> set. I was like, I'll take whatever I can get. But um, <laughs> that's, that's if you too. go through X amount number of dates, you're actually dating. And then when you're actually dating you and you keep dating after X number of months, you start becoming more serious. You should have had that conversation of can some we be people exclusive? never. You oh, might yeah. have, but some people don't want to live with their partner ever, especially huh. if they're divorced or just like their space and time. So, do you have like people that will would rather be boyfriend and girlfriends in separate domiciles forever? Yeah. So, for instance, I was speaking to a client the other day because she was sort of shocked that I um, met my partner so early and we got engaged so early. And so she was asking me all these questions. At some point, I started to wonder if she was like a shrink. She was asking me so many questions. And she's just older. She has a couple of kids. Her boyfriend has a couple of kids. They're still in school. 
They haven't gone off to college yet, their kids. So it's not realistic for them to live together, but she really wouldn't want to. She likes her freedom. She enjoys his company. And that's enough. And I think that that's totally fine, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's totally fine. And I get that as an older person, too. Like, I would guess maybe she was in her 50s. It's weird how when you get to a certain age, like you have your own home. You just don't want to be bothered. Exactly. You already have your dumb, you have your territory. Yeah, stop saying domicile. You have your own domain (laughs) that you don't want to have other people be integrated into. I mean, it's really hard to live with anybody. But it's much harder when it's, it's like it's harder and it's easier when it's a relationship versus a roommate, right? Because in a roommate, you at least have your separate personal spaces. You just have to negotiate the shared spaces. Yeah. But in a relationship, all spaces are shared. So I give Ah. my partner the same shit that I had given old roommates and <laughs> they'll say to me, I live here too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I think uh, knowing you that should, I feel, or yeah, I feel that uh, it's a constant uh, conversation. It is. And I don't mean for it to be, but I like a really clean home. Mm-hmm. I think uh, people who don't clean their homes are monsters. I agree. But again, you don't, do you put it against him that he doesn't, he is not as clean as you. You'd clean for him. I do clean for him. There you go. So, but some, but now that I'm working so much and uh, doing lots of other things, I see. I need him to participate a little bit more I than see. before. And when I cook, I think partially, you know, I've lived in New York City forever. And New York City is ridden with pests. In fact, I saw a giant toy-sized cockroach downstairs when I was coming in. It really was. It was like two inches long, and it looked like the prank cockroach you would like put in someone's bag or something. Right outside your elevator. Just FYI. But so my elevator? Yeah. Yeah, here. Here? Here. When I walked in. Um, but it didn't move, so it was probably dead. So maybe you can go look maybe at it later a toy. if you want. Maybe it's a it's toy cockroach. not a toy cockroach. Right. But New York City, is just, it's the, that happens. Yeah. You get a rogue cockroach. I had an old place that was infested and they lied to me. And, you know, they came to exterminate my apartment, but not the whole building. And it was like a horrible problem. That is true. You get rodents. Plenty of people have issues with the dreaded bed bugs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a problem in New York City. And so... Over the years, I've learned to work very clean in the kitchen, even in our tiny spaces and sort of because of the tiny spaces, because you can't just pull out the utilities and, um, you know, clean under and behind them the way that maybe you would if it was in a regular size house. So I work very clean and I do cook, but he's doing a lot of the cooking now and he doesn't work as clean. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's just part of it. When you cook, you make a mess, which is normal. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to clean up the mess and you have to try to minimize the random crumbs and droppings and all that stuff because New York City is disgusting. It's not that he's disgusting. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's abnormal. It's just... And also, you can be as clean as you want, but if you have neighbors that are shitheads... Let's not talk about my neighbors. I hate them. We're thinking of moving because of that. They left garbage for three days outside their apartment. The same bag. Three days. And I'm so at least my neighbors, I actually have very wonderful neighbors because I never see them. Although I. The best kind. Yeah, but I'm concerned because like my next door neighbor keeps their door open all the time. The guy with the garbage opens his door all the time. That's weird. Close the door. The hallway is not part of your apartment. You don't rent it. Nothing should be out there other than your mat. 
And I, mine doesn't even say welcome. It's like, fuck off. I think it's it's because my neighbors are fairly old. I think they forget that they... You no. Know, yeah. No, they do it on purpose. Oh, no, no, no. This one, because I've seen their, their keys in the door twice now in a year. So why don't you knock and tell them... I did. The, the first time I, I knocked... And I or I buzzed and told them that the keys were out. The second time, their keys were left in the mailbox. So that's a lot more dangerous because it says yeah. your apartment number. Yeah. So I immediately like ran up and gave like, "Yo, you left this at you know." Getting old uh, sucks. Uh, My ex used to do that all the time. Leave the keys. I've done it maybe twice ever, but uh, I used to in my first building. If you. It was those auto doors that auto locks. Yeah. And I've always left like my keys inside the apartment and it's mm-hmm. 200 bucks for the super to open it. Funny. So after like three. Sh- t- according to who? That should not be the case. Yeah. You were being taken for no, a no, no, ride. No, it was, it was, it was on the, it was on the. The lease? It, it was on the lease. It was 50 bucks. It doesn't bucks. make it legal. Yeah. It was 50 bucks. Uh, during uh, like eight, between eight and six. Your super doesn't need keys to your apartment if they're not meant to open it in an emergency. Exactly. So I just kept, I left keys in random spots in the building. So if I forget, <laughs> like in the storage room, I'll like leave one tape behind so something. But wait, we, we got sidetracked. We're talking about people who have not had long-term relationships and you say six months. If they haven't had at least a six-month relationship, yeah. Six months dating six or months, six so I'm months probably living concerned. together. But also if they were with someone for like 10 years and they never got married and 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 didn't live together or something like that, that would concern me so as well. So it could go either way. Those those are like the factors that I, there's a lot of factors about not having a long-term relationship for me. One, my thing is a year. Like you could date somebody. Uh, if I if, if you're dating a lot of people, it's like three, six months at a time. That signifies uh, like a serial dater, which I would prefer to not have. I don't want to be one of those people. Like I don't want I don't to be a notch in true. I you know it might be a circumstance. The Canadian really wanted me to be his girlfriend, and we were together like what four months or mm-hmm. something like that. And um, it, we kind of were, but I refused to actually do that because you know my needs weren't being met. So why would I actually invest go. myself? So that, but I wasn't as much as everyone who followed along <laughs> on Facebook and listens to this would like to think I'm a serial dater and was like fucking mm-hmm. every single person. The reality is like, it's hard to find someone oh. that's, so I think someone who dates someone for three months and someone else and just hasn't found the right person is making a responsible decision. However, now that I'm dating, you know, people or have been dating people in their late thirties, early forties, then it's a warning sign. Yeah. I mean, it's a combination of where they are at in their life cycle sure on the younger end yeah you can date around three six months that's fine actually it'll take even more of a pause i'll have more of a pause when you're a 24 year old lady woman and you've had like a five year relationship so you've only had maybe one or two that's that's concerning but see that's someone who's more serious when i i was with someone for Seven and a half years when I was 23. 23 to what? No, up up until... Up to 23. Yeah. That's a long time. Like for a high school, early college person, that's your prime. That's yeah. where I would do one or two year relationships. Okay. 
um, I have to preface it by when I was in college, I only had between high school and college, I've only had two and a half real girlfriends. Okay. But they were like a year the and a half. One with the funky junk. Yeah, that was a year and a half. <laughs> and I had uh, a year and five months. Uh-huh. And then I had a year and seven months. But in between each one, it was like a year of recovery. Well, okay. So he and I dated for all that time on and off, on and off. Mm-hmm. And um, there were times where I dated other people okay, there in there. But, you know. Cumulatively. But seven also, I was... I was happy with him. I loved him. Okay. Um, so, you know, I thought we were going to be together forever. Oh. Yeah. So I don't think that that's necessarily true, um, that someone who's done that is, like, fucked up either. For me, it's just well, like... Well, I don't know. I am fucked up, but everybody is. Yeah. I mean, it's just sometimes it's, it, especially nowadays when dating is so... It's a warning sign? You're crossing people off for their warning signs now? No, I'm not really... <laughs> So wait a minute. Um, I was thinking about our last Zode, um, the funky junk, mm-hmm. and I read an interesting article the Ooh, other day. Follow up. Yeah. Wow, we follow up in the show now. Well, We're I doing used research? to try, but it's so fucking hard to <laughs> see you that I can't always follow up in a timely manner. Um, but in Asia, mm-hmm. uh, there is no deodorant market. In fact, Americans who move to huh. Asia have a hard time purchasing deodorant. So when they'll come back to America, they'll actually fill their suitcases with it because it's so hard to find there. Hmm. And different people that make it have tried marketing it in various ways because uh, in traditional Asian cultures, uh, it's considered good to sweat and sweat out the toxins and part of a healthy thing. So then they tried approaching it since there's no... There's nothing for that, that um, the the sight of sweat, like a, a sweat stain mm-hmm. in your underarm is unsightly and makes you look unprofessional. They tried to approach it that way. It didn't work. Um, the smell thing is sort of irrelevant mm-hmm. <laughs> in Asian cultures. So finally, they kind of just scrapped it and huh. it doesn't exist there. So it's interesting that you being from the Philippines and being very Americanized now have this concern because... Um, it's kind of doesn't go with traditional Asian culture values. I guess uh, maybe the broader Asian uh, cultures, because in the Philippines, beauty is actually the number one advertiser, which means it the culture or the people values it the most. And like here in the West, the number one advertisers are usually beverage, like beers. Um, when tobacco could could have uh, advertised. They're one of sure. the bigger advertisers. So it's more of like uh, vices, food, drinks, uh, colas, and stuff like that. That's the number one advertiser here. Uh, in the Philippines, it's shampoos, But all of this stuff, and, and Scooter Pie is going to die at this, but all of this stuff comes from the Industrial Revolution sure. of the 20s when we had a surplus of things and we needed to make Dump. things and sell mm-hmm. things, and so we needed people to purchase them. Yep. So we created advertising to convince people they needed things they don't really need. Yeah, exactly. And one could argue that talking about funky junk is one of the, I mean, (laughs) people try to do it all the time with women talking about our vaginas and saying that they're smelly like fish and whatever and that people need to douche, which is so unhealthy (laughs) for the environment of one's vaginal Uh, situation. Real talk, though. I never thought, I never realized what a douche was until I saw Sausage Party. So so oh so that's how you use it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. But 
Uh, yeah. It's like an enema for your cooch. Mm-hmm. I mean. But it it's really unhealthy. I mean, a lot of things say. And like, why should a vagina smell like flowers? No, yeah, again. I, I don't even like the smell of rose water, I, like pfft. just in general. Uh, told the listeners, I love the smell of vagina. Vaginas are the best. Yeah, when I smell balls and they smell like soap, I'm a little bit like, eh. I'd rather they smell like balls. Mm, really? Yes, really. I don't want them to smell like shit. Okay. But I'd like them to smell like balls. <laughs> Got it. Like, but I, I don't <laughs> think you're gonna like sniff your sweaty partner's briefs at night, though. Not the briefs, no. All right. Okay, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've read somewhere that you shouldn't be brushing your teeth three times a day because it'll like scrape off or ruin the en- the, the enamel. enamel of your teeth. Yada yada. There's so many things that if you brush too hard, you can recede your gum lines. Oh, that's what happened to me. Me too. So especially now I have the, to use Sensodyne like an old lady. Now I have to go <laughs> to the freaking dentist four times a year instead of three. Why? Because of my uh, receded gums plaque is easier to form and calcify and and it's kind of like a a vicious cycle because plaque is there it makes the gums a little bit more sensitive you need an extra soft toothbrush i found this company it's amazing anyway this is not an interesting conversation for anyone to listen to we're we're talking about long-term relationships so what so what was the longest term no no we're done with that i I I moved on i went back to funky junk and now i want to go to your update yeah yeah that was the longest relationship seven years Seven and a half years, wow. yeah. I was really yeah. heartbroken. It took me, it, I finally got over it like recently. <laughs> I really got over it, well, you know. Well, you're kind of engaged now, so I guess you're really, really over yeah, it. Yeah, and kind of right before I met him, I like actually got over it because I used to think like, oh, maybe, you know, down the road, we'll have other relationships mm-hmm. and blah, 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 and whatever. Mm-hmm. Childhood pipe dreams. Oh. But we were really, you know, whatever. Anyway, so... um. You updates. have updates. Yeah, I've actually. I don't have any. Uh, uh, my update is we got like basically a Roomba and ate popcorn and watched yes. it clean our house and like a pet or something. Was it the best thing ever? No, I want a Ro- what? no, it didn't go everywhere, and we returned it, and then we got a Dyson. The cordless vax. Yeah, and so Oof. that's the new exciting thing in my life. <laughs> Fucking vacuum, uh, dude! How I would. Is no, that? I have four vacuums in my one bedroom apartment. Well, you have a very hairy cat. It's not. She's not hairy, she but she sheds. Too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I, white. I love vacuums. me and head to toe black today, and a white cat. I always wear black too. But updates. I have two. Okay. So one, I know we had an episode talking about the the reruns. So like giving other people another stab at the relationship. So it's really a stab at like my vagina. Yeah, something like that. Okay. But um, a person that I, one of the very few people that I had a, an extended date range. Like, Who? Um, oh, I'll call her the, 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 the plant girl. She works at a plant. Uh, 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 she handles plants at a flor- florist. Flor- when, was your, shop. when was your premiere? What was the premiere? <laughs> Rerun. I was trying to <laughs> stay uh, consistent. So um, we went out. When was your pilot so episode? Exactly a year ago. So last January, there was this girl that I dated for four or five weeks. It was great. It was doing great. And then great. she was like, I'm not feeling the way that exactly. I think I should feel that I remember one? that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that girl, she just called me one day and said, I, don't, I am not feeling what I want to feel at this point in the relationship. 
Which I think is good, but still not nice to hear. It's not nice to hear. I appreciated the honesty. I was just taking I was taken aback because I thought it was, you know. She's young, right? She was very young, but also she was only a year in New York. Right. That was her first year, so she was still. So she wanted to get that New York D. Maybe. Try it out. And then I I think. So uh, what happened? So what happened was she saw me on on Bumble around November and she messaged. Okay. I like the new hair. Um, hope you and your and whiskey are doing okay. Me learning from my mistake, I tried to play it cool. Like, yeah, thanks. You too. All right. But during the course of the past couple of months, from between November and January, yeah, would message and she'd say hi. And a couple of weeks back, she said we should have coffee and just you know talk about what had happened because she kind of bounced unceremoniously. Okay. Um, and then we scheduled a super bowl coffee date but i didn't want her to impede with my super bowl plan so i was like we're gonna have a coffee near my area at 11 in the morning okay so i can take a nap and go out um but we had a really really good talk we had we talked for a long time and she seemed very very sincere on the explanations that she had why she had disappeared and they're her reason for reaching out so again which are what reason one because she was new in New York, she didn't want to go into a relationship, quote unquote, that soon without having experience being alone in New York, getting a job, and also dating around. Okay. Two, she did date around. Slim and- Pickens out there. <laughs> People are horrible. Oh my God. Did you see, um, uh, what's it called? Time Out today? About what? They actually do have it here. No, I don't. They, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, into the microphone. Um, they actually surveyed New Yorkers, so it's the third best city to live in. But forty six percent of people think they'll never find a partner here. Yeah, or something it's, people like that. are horrible. People really are really bad. Well, horrible maybe because they're busy. Maybe they're they're struggling. Maybe Instead they're how many people ghosted too. Maybe I'm fucking up. That whatever you can yeah, read it we'll, if you really we'll, care. About we'll do it. I'll do a follow up on that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, she was really honest. Like she went on a bunch of dates. Uh, she kind of liked one, but among every, she got stiffed with the bill during dinner in one of her. Yeah, days. it happens. Oh my god, my I tried to have a guest for us tonight, um, someone that you know and and uh, rung in twenty savage teen with us, and they were telling me that they went on a date with a guy who ate like course after like I do basically he uh-huh. ate like I do and then uh, made her split the bill with him and, and I yelled at her for offering because I was like no. you shouldn't no she shouldn't offer she had her one side salad that she probably took two bites of and uh. he had a salad a soup an entree dessert something else and an appetizer and then she split it and she's like why am i paying for all of his shit people are horrible people are fucking horrific people yeah and and that's the thing when you get a dose of that trump supporter too why why did she go out on a date that she didn't know she didn't know i hope she didn't know there's a lot of coaching going on there jay all right cool but but yeah i mean so she saw the talent out there it's pretty horrible and despite me. So she decided. She's yeah. like, "Oh, remember that nice guy I went yeah. out with?" Yeah. Okay, and we did have a nice guy. And then did you was, hook up? Yeah, we. Uh, she stayed over with uh, Super Bowl Sunday, so it was good. 
So did you make it to your Super Bowl party? No, I did not. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> well, I, I actually did not have a Super Bowl party, but I knew that you know a bunch of friends will start inviting. So how was the rerun sex? We don't care about your Super Bowl plans it at was all. Like not even really slightly. good. It, um, one is because we we already were acclimatized to what each other wants. So it's I'm, acclimated. Acclimat. Acclimatized. Acclimated. Um, to what we both want and mm-hmm. what we were both capable of and she's not one of the more adventurous um, sexual partners so I've, I've missionary. had missionary uh, not necessarily just missionary but have slow. you ever told her that you'd like to pee on her <laughs> <laughs> no, I you don't didn't think. have that conversation not over yet. coffee not at yet. 11 a.m. not yet okay um, but yeah I know she's not the type of person that likes being like smacked around she won't rim you uh, no comment which means oh yes no comment <laughs> uh, it was good um but you know we also before she did stay over we had the good thing was the communication part she was really said my bad on that i should have just told you like yo you're the first person i dated in new york i don't want to be chained to the first thing that i want right. would have been sucky but respect right if somebody told yeah, you that okay. I, yeah so but now she really really well that's it. exciting and then what's your second update the second update is i actually had my first Second date with an actual person that I I, I I admire and really like very, very much, which is in the mold of my preferred uh, woman. What? She's a redhead. Yeah. Oh. Very tall. Like, okay. It's weird when we're walking down the street. It's really weird. Because you look like her child? Uh. Yeah, I look her like adopted her adopted Asian. Probably like child. her exactly. I look like her gay, <laughs> gay assistant, and she well, stop looking gay. No, but I'm cool though. But uh, yeah, she. I met this woman again through Bumble. Um, we had this was a couple, maybe like three weeks ago, a month ago, and we had a drink. We enjoyed the drink. She's a uh, she's. I thought you were giving up on dating. I did, but this was one of those like we started messaging during the holidays. But she is a head honcho for a creative agency in the village, so she has a lot of travels. Blah uh, blah blah. How was so the second date? It was second. It was even better. What did you do on the second date? We saw I Tanya at okay. the Nighthawk. Okay. And then we you ha- picked it or she picked it? She picked the movie. Yeah. I but I wanted to watch a movie. Okay. Um, but since she picked. Uh, Nighthawk for the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, one of my favorite absinthe spots is right near there. So absinthe was, is disgusting. I love absinthe. Weirdo. It's the best. Why don't we go to the Green Fairy at the Red Room then? Where, where's the Red Room and what's the Green Fairy? The Why Red Room is above KGB Bar, which is in the East Village. And the Green Fairy is an, is a monthly event that um, Don Spiro, who's a very talented photographer oh. that I've known forever... He puts on it's sort of like a vintage event so you can get dressed up Ooh. and drink absinthe. They do a tasting. They talk about it. There's burlesque. There's music. Done. It's fun. I went once with Pandora and uh, it was a double date with the Canadian and with the guy uh, Pandora was dating at the time who I really enjoyed his company. And I got so shit faced that we actually knocked over our drinks like six times in one night, three or four of which were mine. <laughs> and they asked me to leave. <laughs> But like, sounds not, about right. Not not like, don't ever come back. Just That's please, not leave. today, not today. Uh, <laughs> and it's also where I did the talk um, with uh, uh, yeah, with the uh, pictures. Dick, yeah, 
I still love that fucking lady. We have to, I need to email her and have her on. We should. Um, I, I, she really was interested in it and she has an interesting life and story. But anyway, um, absinthe. So you absinthe, went for absinthe after absinthe the movie. Absinthe and uh, oysters after the movie. And it's great. And right then and there, we are pl- we planned our third. Um, Did you have sex? No, not yet. No. Did no, you kiss? No, not yet. Okay. No, no, this is just a very slow. Um, slow is good. Um no rush uh if, if this is one of those don't things. get frustrated no i'm actually i'm i really the fact ex- that you have any tall redhead that's willing <laughs> to be seen with you yes it, it's she and she's, eat oysters like just she shut the fuck up and enjoy it i'm I, this is more like one of those i've i've i'm applying everything that i've learned through all of our conversations just like just it's really myself. exhausting john L. yeah Right? No, for me to try to teach you this shit, like basic shit. <laughs> well, I'm worth it. Um, no, but it's good because we I th- we have a lot of 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 aligned interests with regards to our profession, which is refreshing to talk shop in a way where somebody will understand why you're tired, why you're busy. Because with my because previous, because I always tell you like it's annoying. No, that's not necessarily <laughs> that. But like you, when you tell me about your work and you tell me why you're tired, it's like, yeah, because you're standing all the time or you're talking to people. Yeah, that might be tough. But for me, if I tell my pe- my friends, like, yeah, this email that I've been writing for seven hours, like, oh, it's one email. Why are you tired? You're sitting down. You're typing. Right. So what up? Well, sitting at a computer is really exhausting. To some, to, to some people, they don't understand that. To some people, waiting for one email is like, you're waiting for one email. You can do a lot of shit. No, you know you can't. Sometimes you're literally staring at your screen waiting for that ding to come in for that one email that you've been waiting for for days. You know, let's talk about email for a moment. Right. I don't understand people that can't fucking answer their fucking emails in a timely fucking fashion. I mm. work six, ten hour days a week right now. Sometimes I can leave early if mm-hmm. I don't have something going on. I have a monthly show that I produce mm-hmm. completely by myself and I do other people's shows, you know, a few a month, not a ton, because I'm working. I'm now adding the gym into my fucking routine, Ooh. which is nearly impossible. I went salsa dancing on Monday. I have a new relationship that I still nurture. I make his lunch. and Wait, you make his lunch? I make his lunch every yeah, motherfucking day. Son, look at you. I clean my own fucking house. I do my own fucking laundry. Mm-hmm. I look fully put together every single fucking day that I leave the house. Debatable. I Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and um, and I make coffee for myself in the morning. I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. I recycle things. Ooh. Like I do all of the things. And I manage to reply to people's emails in a timely fashion. What is a timely fashion in, in, your, in your judgment? Well, I guess it depends what it is. So if I'm sent a show email and they need my music, I get... I meet my deadlines of when things are supposed to be in. If they send it to me Monday morning and they want it Monday morning, that's probably not going to happen okay. because I need to get home Monday night at whatever time so I'm going to get day, home. Uh, within like, let's say, a respectable 24 hours of receiving yeah, something. Okay. May- maybe it'd be the next day if, you know, if I have that much uh-huh. time or whatever. Or I say I'll get back to people and I do. So I don't understand why people that are full-time performers can't because I do know what that entails. I have been a full-time performer. I know they're replying to emails because that's how Mm -hmm. you get bookings and and arrange travel and whatnot. And you're making costumes and rehearsing and all of that stuff. But like, there's no reason to not reply. And if you have a regular day job, you're used to most people 
are used to checking their email as part of their jobs yep. these days. I don't have an email type job and I still check my email frequently. And I get emails from my workplace and I'm able to, you know, reply. And I'm not someone who's on my phone all day. Most people are on their phone mm-hmm, all fucking mm-hmm. day. I might check my phone three times in an entire, you know, like before I go to bed, when I wake up in the morning and like when I get to sit down for break or I'm on the train on the way home. But like, what is with people not being able to reply? Uh, I think I am somewhat guilty with regards to replying to people's messages. And I'm just going to say message because um, a lot of people contact me through Facebook for photography inquiries or Instagram. for. Okay, so all you have to do is send them a message back that says, please email this to me because things get lost. Oh, no, I actually prefer um, like Facebook. Why? Because uh, if I am talking to a potential client, I, I okay, I may just be a semi-hobbyist photographer, but I do research. Whenever I take on a client, I want to make sure that I can do... Make them look good. Make them look good. I still think you should ask them to email you. They can include their Facebook mm-hmm. link. But for me, you're right. If someone's communicating through Messenger, things get lost. I you like forget Messenger. to reply. And then it takes you a little while if you have to look something up. I have one performer that will never work for me because I was in the middle of doing something else that was actually important and time sensitive. And she was messaging me this stuff and I didn't have time to follow the links and do the things mm-hmm. right then. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. And she thought I was being sort of irresponsible or whatever and I was like no I already agreed like whatever you want to do is fine (laughs) (laughs) and and I had asked her to switch it to email and she kept going with um with messenger but I just always am like hey can you please email this to me because I'll eventually look at it it. I'll mark it as unread until I get to watch the video or look at the pictures or do that and then there's a reminder to reply to the person because it's unread it's it's really just if it means something to you, you'll reply right away. And I'm, I'm a. I'm well, then fuck everybody because how are you <laughs> going to be a performer and not reply to an email of but someone? That's the thing. If you are, if you are a performer, if you are a freelancer, if you are looking for gigs or looking for jobs, even if you're not, just say I'm. I'm not really taking yes. any gigs right now. Oh. I'm not available. That rate doesn't meet my needs. Here's what would, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. Communicate. Mm, I, that's a I big think problem. you're a cunt. <laughs> I'll take an email that says, I think you're a cunt and I don't want to work for you. Yeah. Fine. Then I won't keep sending you other dates. I won't say, you know, what's the problem here? You can like, take them out to your Rolodex, and which is, I think, much more important now than ever because uh, you don't want to be wasting your breath with people that are one, not going to improve your brand, and two, are opportunists, that they will only get your gig if they don't have any other gigs. You know, if you if you want to develop a, a professional image, you're right. You need to be responsive. You need to be uh, on top of all the messages. You need to be able to inquire properly, maybe send out the first message instead of just waiting for people to invite you. I am very bad at that because... In you know, I, I work in a very email heavy industry. Right. Everything is needs to be documented for all the purpose. Sure. If it's my t- project and my team's project, you get a reply within thirty minutes. You know, as we're talking, I'm getting more upset with you because you weren't replying to me for days. Well, so that I was gonna. That I, this is no, not important. No, I was gonna this, get. So to that's that. not why I started no, 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 this, no, no, no. but. I was going to get to that. And I used Facebook Messenger like you apparently prefer. But here's the thing. (laughs) If you have not noticed, I have not gone on social media for almost three weeks. I have not posted anything 
Why are you not feeling well? Right. Did you drop your phone in the toilet? Right, right. So that's what my sister told me. My mom had my my mom had my sister call me to ask to if, if I'm okay. still alive. Yeah, <laughs> because my mom gets my. And you life. post all those depressing fucking posts. Right, that's right. That's fair. No, but your also, family should be worried. Yeah, my, my family shouldn't be worried. Love you, ma. No, but I. Does your mom <laughs> listen to this? No, hopefully not. <laughs> Shout out John L's mom. Mom, if you're listening to this delete the podcast forever uh, but um yeah i listen I, to the funky junk one mom you probably know <laughs> that girl <laughs> she does yeah she hated that girl though i dare you to she give that not. a rerun when you're home no 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 no, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, there might be like you know the boyfriend's involved it's a small town i don't want to be involved with any drama but I I've st- i haven't posted anything on on instagram or on facebook um because I just want to try to not be on social media if I can. The thing is, though, we have a podcast. That's true. And that's my so, bad. So, and now we're, <clears throat> we're behind. And um, just a day. Couple we have days. to also, like, sometimes do research yeah. about things. And uh, things will be better. I'm keep, and you have to go on dates. I do. People keep asking me what's happening now because. Mm. Because I'm engaged, they're like, oh, you're still doing Parade of Dicks? It's like, yeah, it's not just about people I'm fucking or have fucked. Mm -hmm. That's not really the whole concept. We can talk about you, you listener right now. You. Yeah, you. Yeah, are you comfortable? Uh, are you comfortable yeah we're talking about we you need, too well we need their questions yes. we need their their issues when they're dating and all of that stuff so absolutely mm. um we we had a fan too who's in town she was going to be on the show i don't know what happened yeah i thought uh i thought um she was booked by allegra too right i thought so i don't know i don't know what happened but um but yeah we welcome them the phone uh-huh. calls all the stuff to talk about it because the show will go on oh yeah yeah there's plenty of dickish things that are happening in the world so right many now. I've been following up on those Aziz stories uh, too okay what are you finding out now well I think I saw something that she like blew him after the fact but it was probably a force so I think that I'm just conditioned to be used to it and they were talking a lot about how women just are and that's so true because the the article that I was reading um, was talking about how for women bad sex is is like coercive sex. It's painful sex. It's sex where we feel used. Whereas bad sex for a man is like where the woman was like a dead fish. Hmm. And you see that comparison's not equal. <laughs> and that's a problem. And it is women a problem. are so used to it. So we'll just go like dead fish when we're feeling used, when we were coerced into something, when we feel in danger or whatever, mm-hmm. and we're enduring it. We're conditioned by porn, and men are conditioned by porn to be in physical pain and express pleasure, which is insane, and to fake orgasms and do all of those things. And so the Aziz thing sort of tapped into all of that and made men reflect on how they were. Another article was someone who realized, like, he is that guy. And that's uncomfortable to realize yeah, sure. that you've been treating women like that. And it's uncomfortable as a woman to realize that you've allowed yourself to be treated like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, today is, uh, um, all right, there, there was an article that came out February 7th with regards to how porn has molded um, teens and the youth's Absolutely. Um, image, of, uh, image of sex and relationships. And, and oh, and, 
an obscenely high amount of uh, young men and women look to porn for education with regards to intercourse, which is nowhere near the truth. No, then we need to start making porn that people are actually enjoying sex. Exactly. Or we'll actually show them how it happens because, like, hey, we are both sexually adventurous. A lot of people are, but 90% of what you will see on porn, that it's not always like that. You know, you're not going to, like, find 16 positions and, like, you do him, he does you, you do frontal, you do back, and then you no. explode in the face. And then no. magically, you know. You do not explode it, on my face, ever. I'm not done with that. Have we any talked about that? Facials? Yeah. Oof. I'm not done with that. Okay, next. I had a very long conversation one time, and basically, I think if a guy wants to do that to me, whoa. he does not respect me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so we will table this discussion because... Ugh. All right, I will be, you know, I, I think don't don't at me with this, kids, but I will be on the side of preferring facials. It's of one course of, you do. One of the things that I like uh-huh. doing. Yeah. Um, Would you let a man come on your face? One, I I uh, am not at the position where I will be. Having Would you let a woman a, piss on your face? You know the answer to that. You will let her piss on your face. Mouth Before closed, you said yeah. not face, okay. I mean, I would prefer not face, but I mean, I won't drink it, <laughs> right? But that's the thing. Um, we, it's the intent. If it's the intent of degradation, then I, I'm not for it. What do you think peeing on someone is? You know what? Because that's really what it's about. If certain ways, though. <laughs> Explain. Certain ways. Explain. Like if you are having like somebody, yeah, be on all fours, raise your leg like a pee like a dog. That's degradation. But there are a lot. No, of, when you pee on someone, you're degrading them by peeing on them. If you pee them, it on, might be consensual. I'm exactly. not saying it's not, if, but it is about degrading them. It's a power thing or a marking thing, ownership thing. Ugh. That's another thing too. That's also degrading. It may, but it's not. It's not apples to apples. It may. It can be. But it's not mutually. Ex- it, it, it can't. I mean, I know women that like having mm-hmm. come on their face, but I think that's because porn culture exists. Yeah. So that's the thing. Which one kind of um, influenced what? Like, who was it? Well, one of the best lines in this article, though, was that rape culture will stop. It was written by a man. Rape culture will stop when we stop raping them. Um, okay. When men stop raping women, rape culture disappears. Wow. No shit, Sherlock. You're being sarcastic, but you don't live in rape culture as a man. You really don't. No, but I I would rather have a higher standard than that. Like, uh, that's a lot higher standard than we're able to achieve right uh, now at this okay. moment. That, that I so agree. I actually think it's insightful what the person said. It's like, yeah. yeah, this can stop when men stop doing it because he was a person who treated someone that way, was coercive. His friends were coercive. Uh-huh. They would all talk about it and we're all uncomfortable about it. And it stops with you. Yeah. Oh, no, I a thousand percent agree. I just I I, I understood it where it, we are trying to be a little too simplistic about it i feel that with regards to what you the the the, the standards between what good sex is for men and women uh-huh. that is uh, for me unacceptable because yeah because good sex for women is like sex that doesn't hurt 
Yeah, that's not. They, it it's needs not even. To, we exactly. never even talk about women. I mean, I talk about women getting off, but like, and you, you know, try to get them off before you have sex with them. But like, as a society, we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. We. There, it was so funny. Let me see if I can pull it up. It was talking about how many, um, uh, how many. Oh, what's not, research uh, studies have been done. Um, on uh, female orgasms and I'm female sure it's like, what, issues, five percent, ten percent. The difference is astounding. So that's the thing, too, that I kind of still am baffled with. We talked about this offline a bunch of times before, um, where you know, when when women don't feel like having sex, the man can still like you know just you know just give me a little bit, and they're like you know give me a little second pull. It's like no, that's that's unfair. Unless it's like they want you to have release, even if they don't. Um, I feel that we need to put, you know, both the, the the initiators to a higher standards. If you want sex, you make sure that it's good. You make sure you deserve that. Booty. Absolutely, but it's it's not even just that. It's even our medical issues as women are not addressed. For years, we were just told we were hysterical because we have that goes back to hysterectomy, to uh-huh. uteruses, and all of that stuff, and that's what made us hysterical. That's where the word hysterical comes from. It's an old sexist term that doctors used to say about women, and um, and still we don't get the medical coverage by you know. Companies, giant companies are allowed to deny birth control. Uh-huh. Uh, they don't have to pay for all sorts of things for women, but men get Viagra. Even, so even this just is what it th- says. Hold on. So it says that um, it's comparing the severe physical pain that some women experience during sex. And I would murder these names if I tried to mispronounce them. But one is like 393 trials. Another one is 10 trials. Another one is 43 trials versus erectile dysfunction is 1,954. And that's just because a man can't get his dick up. It's not pain. It's yeah. not causing a problem, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, people should be able to have sex. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, women will go for 10 years. On average, women go 9.28 years of suffering to be diagnosed with endometriosis, which is when stuff is just growing in their insides around mm-hmm. the outside of their uterus. And it takes nearly 10 years to be diagnosed and that's not even treated. And I have a friend that's going through this and she can't get treatment and she has health mm. insurance because the doctors, not standard they're not reimbursed the same that they are to take care of the men because men are more important. So this is like a systemic problem in our society. They don't even ask why women are, are when they do studies on why women fake orgasms. They don't ask them why. So not, not to like, pander on the side of women here but i'm a i can be simplistic at times and my thing is why do women have the burden of birth control because men they were they were trying to come up with something for men and men fucking couldn't hang with the emotional swings what do you think women women deal with every month exactly absolutely so so, i mean you already go through your period which is sucky i would hate to be bleeding in you have no idea it's not just bleeding i know it's cramps it's you have hormonal imbalances. Something shoved up there to Laundry deal with it. Laundry is worse. You're sitting on a diaper type or situation. It, it it kind of if you if if it's a heavy flow and you shift it wrong, you have to change sheets. It's all the troubles that women get through. I have, and, and we should be embarrassed about it. I get, we have to hide all of it. 
we shouldn't, uh. we shouldn't want to have sex even though we get horny while we're on our periods and and then the you know we have to clean it up if it makes exactly the, all the stuff it's ridiculous i i mean i know it's it's maybe like decades away before that disparate this discrepancy between the the responsibility I think it's, it's between like a century res- at least a century uh, well I, i'm i'm hoping that the humankind will develop like a you know i do a pill i do a pill to make me shoot blanks as long as i can bang properly i'm good um i do that um uh they were working on a gel too that you can like inject and it fills whatever the tube is on a man um so basically clogs you up Mm -hmm. and then when you want to have babies they inject something else and sort of dissolves and but you oh so it kind of like kills the the it prevents the sperm, sperm but from the getting into semen the, can still eject yeah. for that pleasure. Something hey, like you know, I, people are smart. If they figured this out for women, they should be able to figure out with men because they can. But they need men to part. Maybe you should volunteer for the study, John L. Oh, what? How much they're paying, Ben? This is a really great article by the week, though. But um, how much do they pay? <laughs> women are just fucking grateful to get. Everything stems back. This is like the argument I had with my father. Everything stems back to making birth control available to women over the counter for like 20 fucking dollars across the world. Mm. No questions asked. Same way you can get plan B. Every pharmacy should have it. You can, you know, you run their ID or whatever so that they're not misusing it. So it's plan it. B over the counter? You have to ask the pharmacist and then they hand it and show them your ID and it's like a hundred bucks or something like that. A hundred bucks? Is that expensive? Yeah. Birth control is more expensive. A lot of people pay over a hundred dollars a month for their birth control. It shouldn't be. And a lot of health insurance doesn't cover it. And some guys don't even want to wear condoms. Yeah, I don't see why that is like even still a thing. With all of the STDs that are going on in the world, why is that still a conversation? Oh, it doesn't feel as good. I, I'm kind of you know about that. Yeah, too. men are not susceptible, yeah. as susceptible to all of the um, STIs as women are. Need to be a because we have sensitive. like a gaping thing that's <laughs> a receptacle. You know what I mean? Like, give me all of your fucking horrific STIs. <laughs> Seriously, though. Oh, man. It's a receptacle. So that's not good. Yeah. It's so selfish. Like, you're lucky you're getting to touch any part of me. Why would you make a big deal about the fucking condom? I just can't even believe that. Yeah. Uh, it's pathetic. Bad. Grow I've, up. For years. And I it doesn't bad. feel as good for us either, but like, ugh, whatever. But it's like, you know. Uh, Especially nobody wants. You don't want to have a conversation about monogamy. You don't want to have a conversation about your sexual history or your testing or any of those things. And you want to not use a condom seriously go fuck yourself yeah i mean okay so but also if you have a dude who's in your bed trying to bang you with no condom and doesn't want to talk about when he was last tested or if he was tested at all it's not comfortable enough by sharing his um or honestly sharing what he's gone through sexually you should you should just don't sleep with that dude absolutely slap that dick out of your damn face absolutely or bite it Make it hurt so he'll I learn. I feel like that's maybe assault or something. And then yeah. you're probably, that's also a receptacle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You guys really have the short end of the stick. We really do. And it needs to shift. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, let's, it's not, this is not, what I hate about the movements that is happening is we're, we're becoming more and more like what the government is doing. We're, being polarized against each other. We have to work together. I am learning day by day, hanging with people 
uh, of of different experiences. Some things I'm really really good at. Some things I'm still very very stupid at. Um, but well, we- in politics, I mean, people are polarized, but I think really everyone agrees like. Abortion shouldn't be your go-to form of birth control. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. It's <laughs> but there are some situations where, you know, we would all maybe make an exception to our general rule. Exactly. So let's agree that we can't outlaw it because there are those exceptions. We and can be careful in when, when it's implemented, and that's a discussion that needs to be had. We but can only have just... any other conversations mm-hmm. after birth control is available to every single female person from any age group. This is you don't need your parents permission because 14 year olds are fucking and they're not going to tell their parents. Should they really be fucking? Though? Oh, it's kind of gross to right? think about, right? I heard oh, oh my shit. nephew's 13 and he had his first girlfriend. I was like, "Ew, yeah. he's sexual now." There, there was this um um in the Philippines, Remember which when is, you were 14 though? Oh my. No, the thing when I was How old a, were you when you lost your virginity? I was very old. It's sad when I lost my virginity. <laughs> I was 19. Oh, wow. I was already working. Mm. Like, I graduated fairly young. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was... And the first time was horrible. I need her in the face. <laughs> what were you doing? We were what were you trying stuff. to do? We were, I, you know, I was going down on her. She was going down on me. We were trying to, like, like, roll around. And then I was just trying to, like, swing my leg around so I can mount her from something, whatever. And then I need her in the face, like, <laughs> right in the cheekbone. We laughed. Okay. Um, took a while. Did you? Did she ice her face? Um, no, it wasn't that hard. I have a controversial thing to ask you about. Oh, fuck. Um, so there's a person that I met once a long time ago mm-hmm. who told me um, that he has a thing for redheads, especially mm-hmm. if they're older than him, because huh. his first girlfriend when he was 15 was his 30-something-year-old teacher. What? And I, w- I sat there mouth agape and listened to the story, and I said, um, you were raped. And he said... Did no, he want it, though? Hold on. He said... That's why this is a controversial Uh question. He said it was consensual because he did want it. And I said, but you were a child and therefore not able to consent. It's statutory rape at 15 years old in any state. It's statutory rape. And his parents knew about it and were fine with it. So it is statutory rape. That's not a thing. Uh And... um, and then I shared this story with someone else and they said, yeah, but that's every teenage boy's fantasy. Dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's really a thing. It is. Well, as a teenage boy, you'll fuck anything. Right. I know yes. that. Um, but the, the, but the, that leaves room for adult women to be predators. Yes. And, and I get why adult women date younger men now, having dated older men with ED. Right. I get Right, right. I get, but not... This 15-year-old boy must have done it like six times in an hour. But I went out with someone just a couple years younger than me, just on that one really horrific uh-huh. date where he kept his hat and his hoodie on and whatever. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I can't even deal with that stuff. So it's really fucked up. And it is pedophilia. And it's statutory rape, and it's disgusting. And you know, he maintains that that's acceptable. And then someone else said that. So, uh, so I mean, rules are rules. That's why there are age La- limits. You mean laws? Rules, laws, regulations, whatever. And and the thing is, you can go to the minutia. And some states are this age. Some states are this age. Whatever. But 
you know, I might have to side a little bit with your friend only because um, who is to say when you are really, really mature? You can be 30 years old and be immature. You can be you 12 years old. You have got to be fucking kidding no, me, but here's, here's No 15-year-old is as mature as you are. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm only saying, I'm only agreeing to the fact that... Would you go out with a 15-year-old right now if she would date you? Hells no. Why not? Because I know what I'm doing. Okay, exactly. Right. So did that woman. Yes, however... Um, again, I'm speaking as a former 15-year-old boy. Yeah, the kid's not in the wrong. I'm not saying he mm-hmm. was in the wrong. I'm saying he was raped. I'm not going to go as far as rape because rape for me is uh, somebody that you were no, forced she, to... No, she, she knows better and she... I will go that You she, can't consent. She took advantage of said boy. He was not old enough to consent and that is rape. And that that is rape culture, and that this okay. is why we have to talk about it, and we have to undo it. I mean, I, again, this this he might have been really excited about the rape, but it's still rape because hmm. it's a child. I, I I'm just we it, have to protect our children. We have well, again, we have to. Educate. I can't believe that I'm so old that I'm like we have to protect our children, and he we're talking about a 15 year old, but like here's the thing we can't protect everyone we can't he, my my no goal, but his parents oh who there you knew, go. So fucked up we have to educate kids on what is out there better get proper information about the things that they think that they want and the things that they think that they don't want but they actually need so in this case i'm a raging hormonal 14 year old boy i will stick my dick in anybody that would say yes that is passively attractive to me. Find another fourteen-year-old girl. I would rather not have that, because if you have two people that are stupid making stupid things, you might have a. They're a lot less likely likely to get herpes if they're both fourteen than the fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old. Yeah. I'm just imagining them. myself, and you, you, you mentioned you know the redhead kind of stuff and whatever. So for me, she happened to be a redhead. Yeah, my my, you know, the reason why I'm really really into redheads because the earliest images of of celebrity crush in my brain is Gillian Anderson from the X-Files. Smart, <laughs> strong, beautiful, skeptical. She's uh, really more strawberry blonde now. Oh, she's actually oh, well, right now she's blonde. <laughs> like blonde blonde. But uh yeah, and that was ingrained in my brain. And if I were 14 years old and Gillian Anderson came to me and said, "Hey, I would like to touch your dick." I would be like I would take off my pants so fast. Um, yes, but and I'm a that's why. Boy. Yeah, yeah, but that's you still thing. are kind of too. I'm 16, but I'm glad you at least said no to that. No, I mean it's just like preferential. It's like I would rather I want to go move up, level up, not you yeah, know, you know, go down. I mean, I, although you know, I have like a plus minus five, like date somebody. Five years younger than you and five years older than you. And that's kind of like my plus that's minus. That's your age range? Yeah. Plus minus. Do you even stick to that? Is your rerun? Your rerun's younger than that. She's 29. Okay. She just turned 29 though, but yeah. Uh, uh, so it just really got it got in there. But yeah, well, that's controversial. Five years, that's not a lot. I've dated much older than that. Yeah. But not like elderly. Some of my girlfriends date, date people I would call grandpa. Oh, I, yeah, we were, uh, yeah. our friend Pandy told us about that 60-year-old man. Yeah, gross. That's just too much She's for me. She's one of them. Do you know what happens to your dick when you get old? Real question. I think it just loses interest. 
Well, yeah, a your lot of times you get erectile die. dysfunction. But actually, you're... <laughs> I don't know why this is gravity or what happens. <laughs> but your balls sag more. They really do. Yeah, because you muscle loss. Yeah. Okay. And it pulls your dick further inside you. So your dick actually gets smaller as you get older and your balls get saggier, which is not terrible for me because I like balls. But for most people, they, you know, they want that up I mean, to the left kind of thing. Yeah. Ugh, I don't want to be old, but I feel so old. I had I went out to an exercise class last yeah, week, uh-huh. and I died three times. Uh, you didn't though. I did. Like my, I was with my office mates, and the only reason why I survived it because they were very, very entertained. How they saw me <laughs> almost die. Yeah. I was, I was, I, I became Caucasian for a few minutes because <laughs> I was, I was panting with this head class we did. Did you think that um you were gonna vomit? No, I was so tired that I couldn't even hack. I couldn't even have that gag reflex because my abs and back were hurting so bad. Funny. What class was it? It's a head class. It's called Tone and Power. Okay. And it was uh, seven stations four times. Are you going to go back? Yeah, I'm on on class pass now. So I'm I'm trying to, I mean, although a lot of stuff is not aligned yet, I'm trying to get my shit together too. I'm going to go once once a week, go to a class. Once a week, go to yoga. And then as much as I can in between, go work out and hopefully get laid one or two days within that week as well. Good. Far, 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 far. Perfect. Well, that was our really long rambling zone. Mm-hmm. Lots of topics. We, yeah, we talked from like plaque to... Rape to Aziz again to... Mm-hmm. Workouts. Workouts. Well, we're very diverse. We're very smart. <laughs> I think we're very tired. We're very tired. <laughs> but we Thanks we still- for listening. Please do email us your questions, concerns, uh <laughs> problems while dating and we will do our best to get back to you. One more round. Your shows. Uh Broadstone in Manhattan, February 13th at 8:30. February 14th, Atlas Scandal, 7 p.m. Do get those tickets in advance because it will sell out. And Dromedary Burlesque, always on the third Wednesday, which this month is February 21st at 9 p.m. at Dromedary Bar in Bushwick. At Miss Lucy Buttons on the IGs. On IG, on Twitter, Facebook is The Lucy Buttons. Awesome. And we have a number, 347-927-2401. We need your voicemails. We are still going to do this uh, MTA episode soon in the next few weeks. We want to be able to uh, share your accounts on uh, what the New York subway system is for you. It, it can be good. Everybody hates it. It can be good. Maybe no, somebody... Never. No, it's never. No? Never good. Uh, yeah, I, got I dare th- anyone to come up with a good story. All right, yeah. If somebody has a good story, share that. I we feel that everybody has a bad story, and share that too. It'll be fun. Well, misery loves company. All right, that's it. Bye, guys. Bye.